In ancient times, men would set aside personal comfort and strive to live a life dedicated to a higher cause. These Nazarites would resist sin, they would call others into a life of holiness, and they would let their beards grow long as they grew in virtue. In honor of these great men, each November I get together with a couple thousand men and spend a month focused on growing. Growing in community, growing in virtue, and growing out our beards. This year we launched a podcast for the Nazarite Challenge. This podcast, Bearded Virtues. My name's Tony Vicenda, and I'm excited to have myself and some of my favorite people share their reflections on cardinal virtues with you. This week, we're diving into the virtue of temperance, and I'm so excited to have Christopher West guide us in those reflections. Christopher West is the president of the Theology of the Body Institute. It is a phenomenal speaker, one of the foremost voices in understanding the theology of the body. This is day 20 of the Nazarite Challenge. This is Christopher West, president of the Theology of the Body Institute. This is day two, looking at the virtue of temperance. And we're just unpacking pretty much line by line the Catechism section 1809 on the virtue of temperance. Yesterday, we looked at the idea that temperance moderates the attraction of pleasures. Today, the next line in the Catechism we want to look at says, temperance provides balance in the use of created goods. And I think my best way in to unpack this is to tell you guys a story. This is about, oh, a year and a half ago, I was in San Diego. I had just given a long day seminar unpacking the great riches of John Paul II's Theology of the Body. And some friends of mine took me out to a nice place for dinner. And on the menu, I couldn't believe it. I love dark beer, really, really dark beer. And I got to give you some background story. When I was a kid, I took a trip to California when I was 10 years old. And when in the San Diego area, we had this thing called Mexican chocolate. And it was this crumbly, delicious, like cinnamony flavored chocolate. It was glorious. I had never, ever had it again in my life. Uh, But I had always remembered the taste of it. It was just exquisitely delicious. And on this menu at this restaurant was a dark beer called Mexican chocolate beer. And I thought to myself, is this even possible? Could I be here in San Diego 38 years later and I get the chance to have a beer that has that Mexican chocolate taste? Could it possibly be? So I ordered it. They brought me this beautifully dark, delicious-looking beer in this exquisite glass. And the whole experience, I lifted it up to my nose, breathed in the fumes, and sure enough, there it was, that deep memory of that Mexican chocolate coming through the tones and fragrance of the beer. And oh, man, was it delicious. It was probably the best beer. No, not probably. It was the most delicious beer I've ever had in my life. I allowed myself that night the pleasure of two of them. Uh, I kind of have a reputation ever since high school for not being, um, shall we say, uh, tolerant of a lot of alcohol. And I I, I got the nickname in high school of Toucan Man because I once vomited having only had two beers. 
Anyway, so two beers are plenty for me. And um, then I thought, oh, I'm going to go ask the bartender, where can I order this stuff? Can I get it shipped to my house? Because, oh my gosh, it's so delicious. You just want more of it, right? So I'm walking to the bar at the end of the night after a delicious meal and these two delicious beers. And something happened that I will never forget. I just had this total sense of peace that that beer was a gift of God that really, really was to me a taste of eternal bliss, a little foreshadowing of the bliss that awaits us in heaven. And here I'm going to quote St. Bridget, who says, St. Bridget of Ireland, she says, heaven is going to be a big lake of beer, and we're all going to dive into this lake of beer with Jesus with holy delight. And I know for me, the beer is going to be that Mexican chocolate beer. And I had such a, 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 a vibrant hope of heaven. I had such a, a lively realization that heaven is real. How do I know it? Because I just tasted a little bit of it in that glass. And I realized something, guys, that, that, that struck me by surprise, took me by surprise, but, but went really deep in me and was liberation. I'm walking to the bar to find the name of the beer so I can repeat that experience. And I realized I don't need to repeat that experience. I don't even want to repeat that experience. That was so exquisite. It was enough. I don't have to go back for more. I don't have to repeat the experience. That was so delightful. I know heaven is real. And I know that a lake of beer, so to speak, awaits me on the other side. And I'm content to wait for it. It was a beautiful experience of what the saints call detachment from the pleasures of this world. Now here, detachment from the pleasures of this world does not mean we don't take pleasure in the things of this world. I took great pleasure in those beers, I assure you. But this is precisely the point. We take a pleasure in the things of this world without demanding to repeat the experience, if I could put it that way without trying to suck infinity out of finite pleasures. I know for me, when I, when I want to go back for more and more and more of something that's delightful, I'm trying to suck infinity out of a finite pleasure. And I really experienced a, a new level that night of the virtue of temperance, that balance in the use of created goods. To go back for more or to demand that this beer be shipped to my house so I could just repeat the experience over and over again, that would have been an imbalance. That would have not recognized the beauty of that moment. That would have kind of almost taken away the pleasure I had taken in those beers because it was an unrepeatable pleasure. That's temperance. Not that we're dulled to the pleasures of this world, but rather we experience the proper balance in the experience of the pleasures and the goods of this world. Lord, show us the delights of this world as so many signs of the eternal delight that awaits us in the next world. Make us temperate so that we can experience the pleasures of this world rightly as foreshadowings of the world to come. We ask this in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen.
Thank you, Christopher, for calling us to a life of virtue. To share your thoughts on today's reflection, head over to our Facebook group. You can find a link for that down in the show notes. And also to find more about Christopher's ministry, we want you to go check out theologyofthebody.com. And the link below in the show notes is actually going to take you to a set of free daily reflections from Christopher West if you want to dive deeper into his ministry and what he's been talking about. We also want to thank all of our sponsors for the Bearded Virtue and Nazarite Challenge, Catholic Bomb Co., Pink Salt Riot, E-Catholic, and the Franciscan Friars of the Holy Spirit. For more information on their work, please check out the show notes or visit NazariteChallenge.com. The best way to help people find out about the Nazarite Challenge and Bearded Virtues is just to share the challenge page or to rate and review the show on iTunes. If you rate and review the show during this month, November, you'll get entered into a chance to win a year's worth of free products from Catholic Bomb Co. Until next time, gentlemen, stop shaving and start praying.